0: Hi, this is Robert, one half of the 12-pound podcast. Uh, welcome back to our show. We are so excited to be speaking with you. As a quick reminder, our show discusses life's changes and how we hope to help you face them through shared stories and experiences. Uh, before we get started, I want to introduce you to my wonderful co-host, Mom. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How are we just, doing? I'm doing I'm doing quite well, thank you We're for back. asking. Two for two. I, uh, I'll just be laughing. Uh you sent me a uh, thing to pay attention to listen to on laughing, so I'm still in the I'm still in the laughing zone of it was crazy, a little crazy.
0: It was a good. It was a calm. It was good. It was a calm meditation from uh, Jay Shetty. I can I can never remember his last name, but he uh, he does these dailies. I don't listen to them every day, but sometimes they look fun. And it was the importance of humor in life.
1: The difference between humor and odor.
0: Yeah, humor.
1: Humor is humor. a shift of wit.
0: A, a shift of shit. A shift you, just of
1: ruined my, you just ruined my dad joke. Say it, you, say it again. Jeez, you can't. That's the <laughs> Oh, when you have to repeat the joke, you just screwed it up, well, bud. Uh, I, I missed it. What's the difference between humor and odor?
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> humor is a shift of wit. I like that. Yeah. I thought, it, you know, it's timely.
0: It's, it is timely, isn't it? So let's get witty. Okay, so so we're back.
1: Yeah, it was uh, on laughter and how fake laughing kind of is good for you. And you said there's of, a
0: class somewhere for that that does us.
1: There, there is. There, I I don't know when I saw it, but it's people are actually paying money to like you would go do yoga or you would go do tai chi, and it's a laughing class. Look it up if you think I'm kidding you.
0: I don't tell me what to do.
1: I'll tell you what to do. I will tell you what to do. Look, he's still—he's got that scared look, like he's. Look it up. I know that look. Hey, um, I, I, yeah, I, look it up. So okay. I swear, because I don't—you know—make stuff up. Um,
0: we'll we'll check that.
1: Check that. Check that out. I don't embellish.
0: Well, we're back. It's a uh, it's the second episode. We are on episode uh, 27, which I'm very excited about. 27, play right so number. Yeah, 27. We've done well. Um, you know, we had said before, just to kind of re, uh, revisit the last episode, we're back. We had come back from a uh, hiatus for lots of different reasons, uh, pickleball being the primary one. Uh, secondary was uh, professional. I had some stuff going on on the work front. And then, you know, life, vacation, health. All the usual stuff. Life happens. That's what they say. That's
1: what it's they say. It's happening right now. It is happening right now. Yeah. It is happening. It's happening you know, all I'm, around us. I know. It's really happening. And I, I don't know if I've said this before, but doesn't matter. I'm going to say it again. It, you know, when I microwave stuff and reheat stuff and you hit the thing and the two minutes and it starts counting down. And almost every time I see that. I don't know if this is a problem. I should go talk to somebody about this. Mm-hmm. Every time I see the it going down, I think how quickly that that's time you'll never see again. Oh,
0: have you done the math yet? Do that, how many coffees do you have a day? Or how many coffees, how many times you heat that up a day?
1: Uh, like one thing, maybe
0: three. Three times a day? Maybe. For two minutes at a time?
1: No, 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 I just said it, it's set to two minutes. So no, it's only like maybe 20 seconds.
0: Okay, so at least, so one minute a day. One minute right? a day. So 365 minutes. A year you're spending in front of that microwave. (laughs) Multiply that times 50. It gets gets quite scary. I I
1: know, I know. I did this
0: exercise. I don't know, you know, again, because I- So you
1: relate to that. Oh, totally. It's not crazy.
0: No, I I was, uh, you know, I was just talking to someone recently and I don't know why I started doing it, but, you know, I've been telling- people will ask, you know, oh, you're, you're doing something new. You, you know, what, what made you leave the uh, financial services industry? And usually my first answer is, you know, travel. I was traveling so much that, you know, it just wasn't home. It was challenging with kids and, and just life in general. So I started thinking about how much time I've spent in the air. So I looked at my miles, the, all of the miles that I've accumulated across all of my airlines and when i did the math i've been either on a plane in an airport on or or on the way to the airport for a little over a year of my life oh, so wow. i was it was eye opening so i was thinking to myself i love flying don't get me wrong i love the you know i like watching the movie and i like reading and i like you know it, it, it there are some aspects to it you know despite what most people think you know that are nice especially if you do it a lot. However, I had no intention to spend that much time in the air. So, you know, it just started to become really apparent that it's nice to experience life from the ground. You know, you only get so much from the air. Now, when you get to where you go, I'm not gonna argue with that. I think it's wonderful when you get new experiences and get to meet new people. Uh, But uh, when, when you're traveling for work, you know, the, the joke I always say is like, I've seen everything, but what do I say? Now I'm losing track of what I say. What do you always I, say? Oh, what do I always say? <laughs> this is what I always say. What do I always say? <laughs> I've, I've been everywhere, but I've seen nothing.
1: You know, yeah. And it's interesting if you've spent a year, uh, you really ought to think about that, which you have, if if you take something else that you do and you do the math and it's something you really don't like doing and it adds up and and takes that kind of time off of your life you might want to think about how to change that up a little bit because you know i always say the meter's running i mean it is really running that's how i thought i'm
0: 45 you know when i did this it was earlier this year and, uh, you know, I look at my kids, how quickly they grow up. And, you know, like you said, you know, if you count down a minute on the microwave and you start doing something else, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. So that's that's the real parallel. It's as soon as you start doing something else, it's gone. The time goes. That's freaky. So that's what's so freaky. And I, that's parenting, right? Your days are so busy and they're uh, most of our, uh, our listeners, I'm sure, are parents or- you know, or grandparents or going to be parents at some point maybe. And uh, it never ceases to amaze me how fast those days go, especially, you know, when you're running around trying to get them from one place to another. Oh my goodness. I had to get someplace at 11 a.m. on a Saturday this weekend. And and that's the other thing too. There should be awards for parents for punctuality. Like if you get somewhere with a three-year-old and a six-year-old on time, you know, we reward every, we give awards out for everything. We can't give awards out for that. <laughs> should be like a Nobel prize. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited. And my, my, one of my oldest friends also arrived at the same time, 11 a.m. And we both, when we, when we walked up to each other, we didn't even say hello. We just, we just looked at each other and acknowledged what we had just accomplished. <laughs> right, right. He has this, he has a five-year-old and an eight-year-old and two girls. And I've got two girls and uh, yeah. And then we had some fun.
1: You know, that's been a long time ago. But I remember my closest friend used to say, as we were, we did a lot of stuff together with our four kids, four boys. And uh, I had two 18 months apart. So there's a lot of equipment. Who's the other one?
0: Oh Doug. Yeah, Doug that's is, right. Sorry, yes, I forgot about it. You can him.
1: catch him singing at the beginning of our of our show. He and is. at the end. And
0: at the end. I know I love
1: that. And at the end.
0: I think he's gonna we're gonna try to see him. I'm gonna see him in September.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, the you know, you've got all of this equipment, especially to you young parents out there that I hope we have some listening with these with babies. And, you know, you're loading Diaper bags and food and wipes and towels and this and this seat. And it's even crazier today because I've had uh, my niece has had a little gorgeous little baby boy and the equipment has is on steroids. Now it's on steroids. You have a seat just to sit in a seat to rock in a seat, to swivel in a seat, it's, oh, like, it's, crazy. it's I, crazy. It's really interesting. And they're beautiful. I, they're-
0: I actually brought this up on, on a financial services podcast. We were talking about choice and how many choices we now have. And in fact, it's, it's probably one of the worst things that can happen, whether you're making an investment decision or you're making a decision for a new, you know, a new bassinet, um, we're presented with so much choice so th- this particular person, uh, he, he worked for a big financial services firm. He's a behavioral scientist. So he has a PhD in, in just understanding why people make the decisions that they do. And it was amazing that when people are presented with all of this choice, you know what they usually do? Nothing. Yeah, it's still overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It creates sure. paralysis. So, you know, you end up just kind paralysis of paralysis by analysis. Exactly. And it's uh and it's really interesting. So in investments, I mean, you just see it today. There are just so many choices. So many choices in everything. And I was, you know, because, real, yeah, because I'm not a PhD and I was trying to relate it to our audience. I was thinking about the first time I went to uh Bye Bye Baby with dad. Wow. And, you know, dad, you know, he's you know, he was involved, maybe not as much as you. He was involved, right? Yeah. He's he could not get over the amount of options there were. It was just, because it's just crazy. Like how many brands of strollers do you need? Or, or seats, car seats. Or anything, or, or the seat that goes on top of the car seat. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. or, or the cup holder, because you can't buy that. It's, they don't come together. The cup holder that goes in the car seat. I don't know how parents do how it. How about
1: the cup? There's a whole aisle oh. of sippy cups. Crazy. It's like you could spend, it's, it is crazy. You
0: don't know. I mean, that's what, you know, we talk about it. I think one of the things that your, your generation definitely had better was the lack of choice. There, you, Just we you, had
1: enough though, more you, so than my, my mom.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we had
1: enough choice. And but- when you
0: say that out loud, you're like, oh no, no, I wish, it's great. We have so many choices now. We can go on Amazon. But oh, I don't think so. It's too much.
1: Yeah, well, it takes so much time. You know, it takes so much time. Yeah. And if time is our most, uh, you know. And which we were just talking about, which is ticking down. So how much time have you spent? um, That's an interesting thing. How much time has one spent on the computer, on Amazon, researching the best car seat? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, well, when there's only two, it's a shorter period of time to go on and read a couple reviews, you know, end of story. but. Anyway, we would load up all of this stuff. And I remember my friend used to say, you know, I I could be president of General Motors. I mean, this is like the time just to load up the car. Plus, I have to tell you, being kind of an old lady now myself with very young grandchildren, boy, I forgot, like, your car's look like a shithole i mean there are french fries and stuff and loaded up to the gills oh it's
0: brutal i'm getting my car detailed tomorrow oh
1: yeah it's brutal it is brutal it's it's, brutal
0: it is brutal yeah your car goes through your car goes through hell so that's your car imagine what your insides look like
1: margo's little uh, six-year-old different car seat has a cup holder i know it's insane. It has a cup holder. I know
0: she's got some. She's <laughs> so funny. Great.
1: It's you know, Speaking of Margo, great.
0: she's on a she's on a scare. She loves scary stories right now and horror. She's really into like scary <gasps> movies mm-hmm. and not like horror horror like the haunted house, the haunted yeah. mansion, you know, kind of stuff. Halloween, Disney, Disney Halloween, even though it's not close to Halloween. Uh, so last night uh, I was putting them to bed, and uh, you know I'm I'm giving. Josephine's already fallen asleep there in the bunk beds. And, uh, you know, I, I go give Margot a kiss and I say, tell her night. and she whispers to me and she goes, um, you know, daddy, I'm, I'm scared. And I said, oh, what are you scared about? There's nothing to be scared about. She goes, oh, I don't want to tell you. I said, oh, it's okay. And um, she goes, well, can I tell you? Is it all right? I said, yeah, of course. She goes, I think Josephine's a monster. <laughs> so I, I paused and I said, she is. <laughs> Learn what I did. Don't put your hand too close to her mouth. <laughs> Feed her when she's hungry and just generally leave her alone. Let's just all hope that this pays oh, off for us. Terrible. That this pays off. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, let's all hope this pays off for us when she's in her 20s and 30s and she's really going to take care of us.
1: Because
0: <laughs> right. I do think that's what's going to happen. And then she goes, I don't think so. Eh. I said, well, you might be right.
1: Oh, that's so funny. You know, that scare thing, I... I actually asked her when she was here this weekend what she was the most scared because I saw a a question on something in people's answers and what she was most scared of. And because I was trying to think of, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but initially I I couldn't really come up with something that I'm really scared of. But Margot did instantly and her answer was fish. I said, Margot, what are you the most scared of? She didn't even think long. It was, boom, fish. And I was like... Okay, well, so I guess it's fish and Joe. Ja. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear often, I think the thing people are most scared of, funny enough, is public speaking.
1: Public
0: I think it'd be speaking. death, but I think, uh, I think in, in most polls- I would think it'd be death. When, I think when they, oh, you don't have to Google it, but I think when they ask people what they're most afraid of, instinctively, they say public speaking. Heights is another Darkness, big one. dark. Being in the dark. Storms. Yeah. People don't usually say death. I don't think they want to acknowledge that, but- public speaking but i think you know starting something new can be pretty scary um
1: but most scared of what are you most scared of because you know you figure you're not i guess it could be starting something new but um yeah and and everybody's got something different you know um what were you most scared of as a child you know as opposed to oh i I, yeah i think the word scared is a little strong for me but Mm i Growing up at the beach, I love the ocean, Mm -hmm. I love, but I don't like the ocean at night. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I wouldn't want to be out in the ocean on a boat in the pitch black at night. Am I scared of it? No, I don't like it. So I guess my question to me should be, what a pain in the ass I am when people, can you imagine, that happens to me all the time. It just reminded me when people ask me a question, I have to like reword it, like rephrase it so it makes sense to me. So that makes sense to me. It what does. don't I like? What don't you like the most? Yeah,
0: yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because yeah. you're an adult.
1: Yeah. So the scared kind of thing is. What um, don't
0: I like the most? I don't know. I have to think about it.
1: Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't
0: think there's anything I really dislike. But
1: lima beans. I don't mind. I would know? put lima beans up there at the top. Oh, of my mayonnaise. List.
0: Mayonnaise. I dislike. There you
1: mayonnaise. go. Mayonnaise. You and Uncle I take Scott. it. Per-
0: I take it personally when I tell like if I'm in a restaurant. And I've said specifically to, uh, you know, take off, you know, no mayo, no sour cream. And when it comes with it, I get, I, I don't like that.
1: <laughs> you see the face. <laughs> I don't. I like I get like so that. concerned about that. No, I'm like, were you not. even listening to me? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, but uh, it is, it can be scary. But we, we were talking last time, you've, you started something new. Um, you started Pickleball. Yeah, we
1: talked about that on our last podcast. And um, well, what to,
0: I'm just curious, take, to take us... Well, take me, because I don't know. What what made you want to do it?
1: Well, what we talked about on the last podcast was having to get out after- But
0: how'd you find it? Like, what? why pickleball? Did you know it existed?
1: I knew it existed. I was a tennis player. And a lot of tennis people were, at least my, people I knew, I don't think they thought pickleball was real. You know, it was kind of like pickleball. It's not even a sport. Mm -hmm. And I know it was, and it interested me because, you know, so many people were playing it. So I have to say, I didn't vocalize my opinion there because, you know, I was over, you know, playing tennis. So they had turned two courts into pickleball courts over there. But at that time, nobody was, nobody was even using them. But I needed to, I needed to get out and about. And it was like, what can, what can I do? What's going to get me moving? Uh, physically, physically moving. Cause when I'm physically moving, um, it's a huge, uh, boy, that was like a whistle when I said huge, H- huge. huge, Yeah. To my, huge. <laughs> say it right. huge, huge.
0: Yeah. You say huge.
1: I, I say huge a lot. You
0: say huge a lot. I and, do. How yeah. come? And you drop the, you drop the H and you whistle huge. at the end. It's adorable.
1: I do, I do, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to be conscious of this all the time. That's what happens. I know. That's why you're
0: on the, you know, you're a, you're a personality now. You're huge. A, you're a public persona.
1: Oh, wow. I'm a huge you're persona. A huge, huge. Persona. I do. I hear it now. I hear it every time. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. So anyway, so I needed to start something new. You know, I have things that happened in my life that were just not terribly pleasant.
0: Were you, had you been thinking about it for a long time?
1: No, not really. Not really thinking about it like, oh, I've got to, no it was um you know in speaking to someone and trying to figure out like where to you know uh, to jump start almost my excitement and what to do again um pickleball came to the forefront and because i i love sports i love i, I love competition it excites me it gets my battery charged so i thought about it Yeah, I would say, yeah, long, yeah, long enough.
0: What was that first time, you know, the first time you get out there, did you buy paddles?
1: No, yes, I did. Well, I made a decision, I, I, I made a decision in my mind that I was going to play pickleball. That was probably the next step. And then the big step was driving up the road an hour to look at paddles. And I bought one. So now I've invested, now it's official, now yeah. it's official. It's official. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. There's a chance I could bow yeah. out.
0: Bobby Joe spent money.
1: Bobby Joe, exactly, I did. <laughs> God, God. Right, I right, gotcha. right, right, right. So now I've got a paddle <laughs> Yep. and you kind of look stupid with a, oh, and then my sister-in-law, whom I love, surprised me with a pickleball came in the mail, was the most exciting thing ever um, because I was looking at them to buy and she didn't know that. And what arrived was a pickleball backpack. So cool looking. If we, had vi- if we were on a video, I'd show it to you. It's awesome.
0: I like that. I like that the, the decision to do something was supported.
1: Well, it's almost like this is what happens in life. We'll get to that, but this is what happens. It's like a chain reaction. It's like all of a sudden you've made this decision, you've taken, that's the big step. I took some action. Mm -hmm. The action was buying the paddle. Mm -hmm. For somebody else, they might need a different type of action, but Mm -hmm. that was a good action for me. And that action seemed to, for whatever reason, set off, which is what seems to happen in life, set off this chain reaction of good stuff happening. So I've got the paddle. I've invested the the money. Now I've got to find a place because I don't know jack shit about this game. Right? Uh, I'm a tennis player.
0: Did you look at some videos?
1: Actually, I don't think, I, maybe I was looking at videos, but a neighbor, shout out <clears throat> to South Carolina, shout out, miss you. A neighbor was telling me about where you could or who was giving lessons or whatever. And that was uh, up the road in um, Middle Township, um, a woman named Mindy, uh, it's Dink It Pickleball, right? So I looked that up, Googled it, signed up for beginner stuff because it's all different rules, regulations and all kinds of crazy stuff that I was like, what, you know, this is, so you, I really needed to do that. Most sports, you know, I I would say I probably wouldn't, but this, you you actually do.
0: Yeah. I was wondering that because some sports you can, kind of jump right into, but right. it is a deterrent. Like I, I know some, like I, I I talked about last episode, uh, then I got back into rowing and you, you can't just get into rowing. You know, you've got to, and it's not just because it's, uh, you know, it's a technical sport, you know, meaning you've got to learn how to row. But, you know, before you can go a certain distance on the river, you have to have so many hours or you have to have so many lessons. Right. Yeah, you know, so there's a cost involved, um, both time and- Yeah,
1: good to know all this stuff. And yeah. Pickleball has a billion- Rules that over the years they've changed and changed. Yeah, it must be changing all the time. Oh my of sports goodness! Growing. How you can serve, mm-hmm. what you can't do, where you can be. I told you the funniest. I was. I always tell people what you said. I'm. I don't. I'm not much of a cook, actually, not much of one. I would say I'm not one at all.
0: Yeah. I'm. I don't think there's any food in the cabinets. <laughs>
1: And, um, so just, there's never been my passion by any stretch of the imagination. And there's an area in pickleball called a kitchen that you're not allowed to be out, allowed to be in. And, um, as a tennis player, I was always caught in the kitchen early on because I'm used to being so aggressive at the net. And I told Robert, this smart ass over here, my son that, that, you know, I'm always in the kitchen, you know, I've got to you know learn. And he goes, Well, that's interesting that you're, for somebody that's never in the kitchen. That's that's your best,
0: that's your strongest spot.
1: (laughs) That's my strongest (laughs) spot, yeah, yeah, my strongest spot. So anyway, so I took a lesson, probably a couple, and started playing up there, and uh, that was great. You know, learned the rules, most important. Uh, You know, you hone your game a different way, but you've got to know how to play, how to keep score. It's all really crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was that. And then the most interesting thing was, oh, and I got interested in pickleball because I needed to increase my social, you know, to meet some people. Yeah, you gotta get out. Get out, meet some people. Yeah, you're, um, you are starting to. It's harder to meet people when you're older. It really is. Um, sounds crazy, but lots of friends, things change. You know, like your group of friends when you're back in an area where you grew up, People are gone. People have passed away. It's a ridiculous thing, but it's the truth of life. They're gone, period. Mm -hmm. They're not coming back. And, um, you know, so all of that, you know, that party you used to be able to throw together um, and invite a hundred of your closest friends. That's what I say. I'm going to throw a party. I'm inviting a hundred of my closest friends. If two of them can't come, party's off because the rest of you are just warm bodies. <laughs> <I> mean, it's <laughs> like, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So those days are over, you know, good luck. Good luck. Oh, I would love to come, but my grandchildren are here. Yeah, My parents yeah. are here. I can't.
0: Oh, it's so hard to get, on. I mean, yeah. I've got
1: a colonoscopy, you know. Okay, great. So... I wanted to meet people and it's a very social, very social sport. And pickleball players are really friendly. They're really friendly. I don't know what that, but they are. So I was going over because I'm one to practice something a lot to uh, to a court, um, tennis courts, a couple tennis courts that not too many people know about that are, you know, converted to pickleball. Yeah, that courts.
0: seems to be happening everywhere. So I, that's what's so interesting is how social it is. Very social. Because it's like... Um, I was just, uh, thinking about it. It relates to, I can relate to it as it, um, as a, like pickup basketball. Like I could go with myself, you know, over to any basketball court and generally play pickup two on two, three on three. Now for you, it's always going to be two on two, but you can kind of pick up, right? You can get in and does it rotate like that? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Anywhere it's called open play, open play. And it's, Oh, uh, it's everywhere. Stone mm-hmm. Harbor, Avalon, North Wildwood, Wildwood. Well, it's everywhere. Oh, it's in, it's uh, amazing. No, it's
0: in Lyons, Colorado. I was in Colorado week before last. And uh, they had, so this is um, this is this development in the middle of uh, Roosevelt National Forest. Uh, it's technically in Lyons, but it's directly in between the town of Lyons and uh, Estes Park, Colorado. So it, it feels like you're in the middle of the woods. I mean, you are in the middle of the woods, but you feel, and, it really feels and like- And there it's pickable I mean, it's so remote that there's a helicopter pad next to the tennis court. So if there were an and emergency- somebody gets hurt, yeah the helicopter comes in and it it actually was practicing while we were there. But um, it was funny. Last time I was there, last summer, I was thinking to myself, oh, this would be a great pickleball court. And lo and behold, it took less than a year. And this single court in the middle of the Rocky Mountains is now pickleball. And guess what? Filled the entire time. Rotating people. Yeah, there are 150 houses in this association, a pool, a playground, a helipad, and... A tennis court. Well, it's not a tennis court anymore. Now it's two pickleball courts and they were just rotating in and out. And people were having such a blast. So it was really fun to watch it. It's so great. it's it's every, I mean, it really yeah, is everywhere. everywhere. We were talking about how fast it's grown last episode, but it's- uh,
1: It's crazy. I was just playing a uh, day before yesterday and a new friend, um, really great woman, plays in her, uh, spends a lot of time in Nicaragua and pickleball. <laughs> That's what happens. Pickleball in Nicaragua. So you know it's uh, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. And so it's. Um,
0: I think it's interesting. You know, we, we had mentioned this before we were recording, and I just had a thought. But you know, when you go, you're trying to make friends now for the first time, and what you're really doing in making these friends is you're asking you're asking somebody to play with you. Will you play with me? Sort of like a it's little like, kid, like a little kid. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, you're you're you know those foundational relationships, I've kind oh, of come like full that. circle. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going back and say, "Can I play with you? Can I join you? Can I play with you guys?" And it's funny. There's there's a couple of reasons I mention it. One is that you're having to ask someone, not really for help, but you're having to ask them to join you. Can to, I the, join? Can I join you? Thank you. And then and then. You're having to have fun. It's you're doing something fun. So I think if you wanna lesson as an adult, it's a pretty good sport. There's some lessons there. You know, you're basically asking to play with someone and you know, it's not work, it's fun. It's not advice, it's not a favor. You're not asking for money. You're just asking to have fun with them and it, I think that's absolutely, I and it's says a lot. and
1: back to what I was saying, how things just take off and evolve is amazing yeah. what it can lead to and it doesn't have to be you know there's always the where I tend to go, but it's true. it doesn't have to be pickleball, it could be something else that you got yourself involved in that just started here and where it grew and how it what it morphed into is just amazing i um you know, I was practicing a serve, which is a very different serve than in tennis and um, much easier, but very different. And there was another woman on the on the court on another court practicing. And I thought, hmm, you know, I don't want to bug her or, like you were saying, but like to put yourself out there and said, hey, although I thought about asking six times before I actually did. And can I serve to you? When it, you know, when we could really, and you could hit it back and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, great, great, great. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, that turned into a small group of women that we play usually on the weekends early. We've got a, ma- a mass text with each other where it's really, I'm just sitting here smiling because it's just amazing to me mm-hmm. that what happens when you put yourself out there.
0: Yeah. It's hard to do. It's hard to ask other people for something. It doesn't need to be help, but just to ask someone else for something. And I think as soon as you do that and you put yourself out there, it does, you know, and I think the other side of that, I, I think about that a lot. It's, it is good to ask for help, but it's also to, it's good to give help, you know? So I, I like to, I always think about it as, you know, it's a, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, you know, and that, isn't meant to sound professional. It's just meant to say, if I'm going to be, if you're going to be a friend to me, I'm going to be a friend to you. And, you know, for that, it it makes a lot of sense. You're a partner on a court, you know, you're practicing, doing drills, whatever it is. Absolutely.
1: And to look at something, you know, um, that asking or giving, you know, give and take kind of thing. I always, I, I try to remember to say to myself when I'm hesitant to do the, to put myself out there if someone asked me, what would you say? Of course, right? So that's pretty much what the, do you know what I mean? Turn it around, turn it around, you know, and that usually gets you maybe a little bit more moving to do it. Um, But I'm so glad I did. None of this, none of this would have taken place without the thought, the decision, bingo, the action, the action, no matter what it is, if you don't take any action, nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna happen um you'll just have that thought and then it turns into beating yourself up yeah. oh i've got this racket and i haven't done anything yeah i that. wish i did it i wish i'd done it why am i not going out there what's wrong with me blah 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 right yeah right just one little step and you know now it's um, yeah
0: sometimes big steps can lead to lead to big things little steps little steps rather yes yeah big steps too no Rob, little steps
1: well, if I take a bigger Rob, step, Rob, Rob, you know you've screwed up. So <laughs> just try to
0: stop. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, that's a snort again. You snorted in the last episode. I did. Well, that's a thing now. Is this a new thing?
0: I've reinvented myself.
1: <laughs> you have reinvented. Yourself.
0: I've reinvented myself as a snorter. A snorter. Going back to the uh Holy the first microphone. episode of our of our new of our new comeback tour.
1: Yeah, we're back. We're back.
0: Yeah, the comeback tour is happening.
1: The comeback tour.
0: It's our second episode. I am so happy to be back. Um, we have a lot to offer this coming season. We've got many, many episodes coming up. Um, we've got a few interviews I'm sure we're going to be doing over the next uh, few episodes as well. We still need to talk to some family. Um, I don't know if you remember last season, mom, but we interviewed as part of the 12 by twenties, we interviewed a, uh, a, U.S. team national rower, Salve Imsdahl. She was going to the, uh, the world championships with her rowing partner, uh, Laney Tierney. They're going back this year. So we were thinking about maybe trying to interview them again and uh, hearing what the what the second round is going to look like. They, they got a silver last year. They lost to the Italians. Really? Yeah, but uh, but they're feeling good this year. Cool. I know they're rowing well. So maybe we'll get them on the microphones. But there's a lot coming up this season. So as always, you can listen to this episode and past episodes at www.12poundpodcast.com com, uh, You can find uh, a variety of information there uh, as well as some coaching advice. Don't forget, mom is a life coach and there's some information there if you're interested in hearing more about her services. So thank you again, mom. Rob. We're doing it. Rob. I like this.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's all good, right? I, I mean, I think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell. At a minimum, we've got a lot of hours of us just chatting. And I think about that too, you know? We had a, we, we recovered from the death doula and I think, you know, but it's, it's good to, it's good to, it's good to memorialize these conversations. So, all right. I love you. Love you too. Onward
1: and upward. Bye. Bye.